welcome aboard, whether you've got here by accident or on purpose, whether you're hijacked or here of your own free choices. Welcome to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we help people explode into their lives, where we help people create their lives rather than fry them. And friends, we're going to continue our conversation with Katie Dudas on her continuing recovery from her cancer diagnosis. You discussed uh, lowering your ego before, and there's three things that we often suggest to people that they have control over. Number one is sleep. That's number one with a bullet. Uh, Number two is exercise, which is often considered free medicine. And the last thing is nutrition. So I'm interested to know your sleep patterns during all this time, Katie. Absolute mess. <laughs> They're still a mess. Oh, I wish I could. I, I wish I could say that they were better, but um, they're chaotic. The the um, THC drops um, do help with um, sleep. I've done um, oh gosh, like lavender drops, even like as far as like a smell to try to trigger to my brain it's time to go to bed. <laughs> I've done uh, oh gosh. What's the, um, chemo brain is real, by the way, never, <laughs> that is, if I could have one big giant takeaway for folks is chemo brain is real and it doesn't just like disappear, which is sad. Cause you really just want it to go. Away. How would you describe that Katie? It's, it's the weirdest thought. Like it feels like there's an absolute disconnect in my brain where I feel like I'm here and then the answer to what I'm trying to think of is over here, but there's no bridge between the two. Mm. Like I know, I know this information it's somewhere in my head, but it's not quite, I can't like there's words. I'll forget words. I'm not, I, I not so great with names. I, I, that's something I really forgive myself for now. I will describe things in dramatic fashion or forget this like little teeny word. Ah. It's, it's it's very wild and, and like it's a, it's a weird fog too where where it's um mine is it's definitely much better than when I was actually physically going through chemo because I would have days where it was just like buffering you know or like the little spinning beach ball mm, okay <laughs> okay how about your dreams Katie were you dreaming during this I know a lot of people uh, during uh, tumultuous times in their life often uh, dream about trying to find resolution. Oh uh, yeah. I've, I've had some incredibly weird dreams along the way. And, you know, sometimes it would directly be something that I was thinking about. Like if I was waiting to hear about results from a scan or if I was getting ready to start a treatment regimen, it was like, okay, let's go through these in our head. You know, what's this going to be like, you know, my own mental imagination. And then sometimes things were just like, Oh my gosh, I just processed this thing that happened to me you know, a year ago, like I'll have dreams now where you could tell that my subconscious is just finally processing something I dealt with a year ago. And it's just so wild to like, Oh, okay, cool. And then I feel better about it the next day. So how comfort, how comforting was that to be able to share in the, in the cancer groups when you're saying, Hey, I'm really experiencing this. And these other good people would say, yes, that's normal. It's such a load off. Like I, I, I have, there's been so many moments where I could physically feel myself get lighter and my chest get like, oh, I can breathe. Like you just, 
I, I can't tell you how many moments where I would be like, oh, I can breathe again. Because you just don't realize that you're just like taking these little teeny shallow breaths because you're just so tense. And, but like having people to like, is this, am I, am I losing, you know, like on top of everything else, am I like, is this something I should be concerned? Because like I said, it's like you've already had worst case scenario. Like you've lost that luxury of being like, I'm sure it's nothing because you've already lost that when you got the cancer diagnosis. And when Dr. Google was actually right, <laughs> you did have cancer. You're like, all right, one for you, Dr. Google. But it's, but you lose that ability to just tell yourself it's probably nothing because it's not ever just nothing anymore. Yes. So how about the exercise, Katie? Are you able to incorporate any movement in your life now? I am. Um, I've, uh, I did, I actually ended up injuring my knee in this after I think I was probably a little bit more gung ho ho than I should have been uh -huh. because, uh, when, when you come out of, when you come out of this, they, your body is not your body from before your mind, nothing that it, it's like, you're a whole different human. It just, which is totally wild. It sounds like, okay, sure. Whatever. But you have, it, you're a totally different human coming the other side. And I, I'm, a, I have an athletic build. I've been athletic my whole life. And I was like, all right, we're going to go back into these. Let's take some strenuous walks. And I ended up, I think I at some point tore my meniscus. Ah. I know I tore it, but I, I think I did it after just like, oh, I can handle this, this walk. I'll be fine. And um, so that kind of took the wind out of my sails a little bit because I had to lessen what I was doing um, a little bit. Like it wasn't like I was being super like, oh, I'm going to run 10 miles because I've never run 10 miles <laughs> on purpose at least. <laughs> but it was, yeah, like I, I do... Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Leslie Sansone. No. She did a lot of, <laughs> she did a lot of walking uh, VHS tapes. Like I remember her from when I was younger and my mom had VHS tapes of her and she still has a line and I found her on YouTube and she's got a, a whole group of folks she works with now and they do walking and it's like, oh, these walking DVDs are great. Like if I can't get outside because the weather is cruddy. Oh, like it is neat. now. And, um, it's, it's great. And some of them have, um, folks of all ages and experience are in these walking videos on YouTube. And it's so great to just see everybody having fun and they're like, all right, if you're at this level, that's fine. You want to take it up. You can do this. And like, I, it, I think, again, it's one of those like expectations of like, all right, you, you rang the bell, get back out there, go do your thing that you were doing before. And it's not, <laughs> you don't dive just back into it. Okay. So you were talking about doing things to tolerance. Tell us about nutrition and tell us what you've learned and tell us how you've incorporated that in your life, Katie. Um, I, from the, the things we've done in the conversations with my group, um, we've talked about, you know, substituting things that you could substitute for meat if you're used to eating certain meat products, like what you could substitute in, um, that you shouldn't be eating, you know, bacon is not ideal, but I still eat bacon. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, like I said, I very much, I, I should be better about it, but I also kind of like, yeah, I like bacon every so often, but, um, I do try to eat healthier when I, I can, um, because I think it, it is important. And I do, I, I've incorporated water apps where I drink water because it's important to drink more water. And I, I know I hated drinking water after chemo <laughs> because you, you had to drink so much water and it's like, Oh, more water. Thanks. Great. This is awesome. But I finally got back into it again where I'm like, okay, I can drink water. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Uh, you have a remarkable attitude. Uh, so, uh, actually, Mike Sorg, the co-host, producer of this program, and my good friend, he showed me the uh, video where you uh, were presented uh, the jersey by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, that was wild. That was that was such a wild and unexpected day. Um, each year, um, the NHL and the Penguins and all the NHL teams will do what's called Hockey Fights Cancer. And it's a month. They all wear purple. Um, they'll do it for a, a game for each team. We'll do each, each NHL team will do a home game where they'll do their Hockey Fights Cancer, where they'll raise money. And um, they'll do different th events throughout the, the month. But uh, it's kind of spread out over different kinds of types of cancers. Um, and so the purple is the color of the NHL. Hockey fights cancer. And they asked me, my coworkers who work at the Pittsburgh Penguins Foundation was like, Hey, we still want to do something for hockey fights cancer. Do you mind coming down and we're going to have you ring the bell in the locker room? And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I love it. And they're like, your mom can come. And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely bringing my mom. She's a huge, huge Penguins fan. And she, I didn't tell her what we were doing. I just told her that my friends at the foundation were like, invited us down. Let's go down. And she's like, okay, so they're they're doing something. And I was like, yeah. And I didn't want to tell her what because I wanted to surprise her. And then I got down there and then my oncologist, Dr. Paula, was down there. And I was like, hey, what you doing? And <laughs> so they walk us to the locker room. My mom, uh, my oncologist, and myself, well, I walk into the locker room. And I'm like, oh, hey, it's Penn's TV. It's my coworkers. And I happen to turn around and I see a jersey with my last name on it. Mm. And I cried. I mean, like every time my, I tear up every single time I think about it because I don't, I, I it was something completely unexpected. And, um, I, I would never in a million years have thought that would ever have been a, a thing, a case in like, and then the interview and then they had the video and, oh my gosh. And it was like, just, just to have someone like an organization, like the penguins, recognize you and it was just I don't know like I've had so many moments of like I never expected I didn't realize the impact I had made in and and to people that I've interacted with in my life until I went through this and until like they became my cheerleaders across the board you know there for me um you know friends family organization you know <laughs> How did you feel when uh, Sidney Crosby gave that video talk to you? <laughs> I, was, I was just like, uh, no, no, no. I was just, it was just like, no way, no, no stinking way. And um, it's really funny because if, when you watch the videos, I, I, I definitely, I cleaned out my language because I was, I, at least my brain had the forethought to like, Oh my gosh, because to not say like what I was really thinking, because it was just like, holy, you know, whatever expletive you want to put in there, because I wasn't expecting any of that. So but. sometimes, Katie, we talk about paradoxical gratitude, and that's seeing a silver lining in a dark cloud. Uh, so if we want to talk about paradoxical gratitude at this point in your recovery, what would that be? Um, oof. I think. Oh gosh, I think for right, like at, at, at this particular moment, I I think that I, I'm feeling 
Oh gosh. It's really weird. Like I'm trying to figure that out. Like what's, what's, what's the big thing for me right now is just like trying to find one thing that I'm thankful for, for each day, because this has been such a challenge. Like going through like zero out of 10 would not recommend getting cancer during a pandemic. Um, because like it's it's been super hard to just survive this whole thing, and it's still super hard to to just. I mean, like I don't. It's really hard to talk about stuff where when you. It's hard to say that I was having a hard time because people I think sometimes jump on you, and then you get real defensive, like, "Oh, do you need to talk to somebody?" <laughs> and it's and, and and I think I think it's better to admit that. Um, like there's days that you just, you don't want to do it anymore. So you Katie, know, what's the point? what did you find out about yourself? Oh gosh. Um, you do, the cliche is true. You do figure out that you're stronger than you realize. Um, and I think I, 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 I the thing I realized about me was a, a lot of experiences and things I have dealt with that I dismissed. It's just like a part, of your normal life um, skills that I definitely needed <laughs> going through this process that I was like, Oh, okay. That's why I went through this. So this day I could do this. That's why I had this experience, you know, 10 years ago because I could face it with this. Okay, Katie. So let's play a couple of scenarios here. Uh, an individual contacts you and says, Katie, I just found out that a f close friend of mine uh, has a cancer diagnosis well, how, how do I, how do I deal with them when they tell, how do I deal with them? What's the best way for me to deal with and approach them? I think, um, Lisa would, and this is, I've had this scenario happen and, and I'm grateful for it. Um, I think I, I try to give them what I think to, they can do to best support their significant, their, um, the uh, person in their life, their friend, their family member. Um, and it might be, this is what, this is how they might feel. Don't be alarmed. Or if there's a way that you can pamper your friend, like, or family member and give them something that they will find special, do that. Like, it's, it sounds like it's, it's weird because you're not going to, you're going to want to have the answers and you're not going to have them and that's okay. And that's, that's not what your friend is looking for They're You're, they're looking for, um, support and, you know, just something special to help them kind of go into their journey. Okay. So another scenario is an individual finds out that they have a cancer diagnosis and they say, oh, no, oh, no, what now? What would you say to them? <laughs> uh, um, I, I, that's another, the one I, I go all right, this is going to be a pain in the butt. And you, this is all the things you're going to have to go through to get to this point. And not that I, you know, I paraphrase everything and they're like, are you serious? <laughs> Cause I, like I said, I, I don't think a lot of people realize the process that's involved. And it actually, I think it, it, it has helped friends that have done, you know, that have talked to me uh, when I've been able to be like, okay, just give you a heads up. It's not an open and shut thing. Like it's not going to be like, Oh, you have cancer. Here's what we're going to do. And you're going to be better. It's, it's a process. So just prepare yourself. And uh, another big thing is I'm like, get a notebook, get a pen, 
take it everywhere, every time you have an appointment, because you are not going to remember a single thing when you get into that car <laughs> when uh, you leave. Okay, so to get it to get in a mind of knowledge, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to put a link up uh, to especially the penguins video. So if a person has suspects that they may have this issue, what do they do next, Katie? Um, I think if, if you suspect and if, if you have to like, you know, like talk to look at, you know, look for information online or talk to somebody, do it. And then if that's what pushes you over the edge to get checked out, um, you're better off just getting it checked off. I, I wish, I wish I would have gone earlier when I first noticed a lump versus like, yeah, maybe, maybe could be, might be. And I might, it might not have progressed to my lymph node if I would have gone. I mean, it's, you, you don't know this information, obviously, mm -hmm. but it's, you're better off going, okay, it wasn't something versus like, oh man, we're too far along now to really nip this in the bud quickly. Um, but I, yeah, I would suggest that if it's possible to get tests and, you know, depending on your insurance there, there, that's, I think that's another thing is, is, is look for resources, um, to help with financing. And, um, there's a lot of good groups as far as, um, different cancer groups that are, will, will be, can help you if you're in the situation where you can't afford it. Um, thankfully, um, because I think that's a, the cost of all of this is, is something that's very overwhelming for people. And especially when you don't have insurance. Well, Katie, do you happen to have a website? I know very well that you're a social media maven as you were in on the real ground floor a number of years ago when we started this fishing without bait experiment. You would think I would, but I don't. Uh, no, that's actually something um, I've, I'm in the process of putting together because there are a lot of videos and photos and things that I have not uh, shared on social media and like essentially like journal entries because I, I didn't expect my experience to have the impact that it did on others. And now that I'm realizing that it, it is, it is having a, I, I think it's a positive impact. I mean, it's not like the greatest thing to talk about ever, but it's, it's offering comfort to some folks. And um, I, I'm realizing that I need to put it together. And so, yeah, it's going to be a thing in the future. It's not quite there yet, but, and um, honestly, like these posts now that I'm talking about it now is definitely helping me process things that I'm realizing that I didn't process a year ago. Well, Katie, you have a, you have a powerful message to carry to others, a powerful message to carry. And we hope that you continue and knowing the type of person you are, I am certain that that's going to continue. You're going to continue to touch and reach others lives. And I am guessing that there's many people that uh, hopefully are going to view or listen to this podcast and say, you know what, I'm going, here's what I'm taking away from this podcast, hope combined with action and effort. Mm -hmm. And I think in, in as silly as it sounds, I, I made my cancer journey what I wanted it to be. I am a silly human. You, you know me, I am silly. I am goofy. I will try to make things fun. And I did. I tried to find the little silly things throughout this whole process. I wore special leggings for radiation. I wore fun socks. Like any little thing that I could try to be like, all right, we're going we're gonna to try to have fun with this. <laughs> okay. 
Great, great. So, Katie, you're always welcome back on this show, and I'm looking forward to the time when you and I can actually be breathing the same air, uh, which would be very, very nice. So we're going to get you out our nice parting gift for you. Um, I can certainly get that out to you. And uh, Katie, do you have any do you have any parting thoughts that you'd like to share? Uh, I think my parting thought would be be gentle with yourself. You are way cooler and tougher than you ever knew, and I think you should not forget that. Katie, at the end of every podcast, we offer a free prescription: fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, Click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.